Welcome to another episode of the Who Is She podcast. So happy that you all are joining me today. Lately, I just want to jump right into this. Lately, I have been feeling a lot of different kind of feelings. Some days I'm feeling like I'm really inspired and I just want to instantly create. Other days I'm not feeling as creative. Some days I find myself having to check myself because I'm comparing thinking like, dang, I need to be doing more. I should be doing this or just all kind of different things. But the name of this episode and the one thing that I really wanted to focus on is not comparing ourselves. And whenever we find ourselves comparing, what we really should be doing is preparing. So instead of comparing ourselves to what other people are doing, we really should be instantly spending that time preparing for when it's our time. And I've been realizing and I've been learning, like, just because you pray for something or you want something, it doesn't happen instantly. Like, it does not happen instantly. It happens when it's supposed to happen. But during the time that you're waiting, if you're not preparing, when something does happen or the opportunity does present itself, you're not going to be ready no way. So it's going to be an opportunity wasted. So... I want to really focus on not comparing myself, but instead preparing myself because comparing myself ain't going to do nothing for me. But instead, if every time I feel myself comparing like, dang, why isn't this happening for me? Or why am I not doing this? Or why am I not doing that? A lot of times if you think about it, are you really doing anything? (laughs) Are you really doing anything? And if you are doing something, then still be satisfied with what you're doing. Sometimes it takes years for you to be on. Sometimes it takes just one time for you to get that yes. Sometimes you have to have 10 no's before you get that 11th yes that's going to change the game. Sometimes people are not going to fuck with you. A lot of times people don't fuck with your movement until it's movement. Fuck them. Oh, well. Oh, well. So I really just wanted to come and talk about preparing And what you can do to be prepared and how you can take that comparison and how you can turn it into preparation. Because really that's all it is. It's just a switch of energy. It's a switch in your perspective. And it's just a switch really in how you view things, which is the same thing as perspective. So I kind of repeated that. (laughs) I kind of repeated that twice. But you understand. So one of the first things that you can always do is just really be really be intentional about what it is that you want and not necessarily what it is that you see somebody else is doing or you see somebody else has because we can always look at somebody doing something else and be like oh damn I could do that or I could do that better and I've been in that position where I've seen somebody do something and I'm like oh I can do that shit better and I've done it and I was able to do it better but I wasn't fulfilled because it really wasn't something that I wanted to do so I wasted my time and I wasted my energy Because I really could have been putting that energy towards something that I really enjoy myself. So always being really intentional about what it is that we're doing. Because if you're, when you think about it, when we compare ourselves and we look at what other people are doing and we're saying to ourselves, like, I should be doing this or how come I'm not getting these opportunities or how come I'm not doing that? A lot of times the people that we're looking at they're not even in the same field or they're not doing the same exact things that we're doing. We're just looking at the at the end goal or we're looking at them winning and we're feeling like we should we just want the wins. But what were they doing behind the scenes? Were we really preparing? Are you really intentional and specific about what it is that you want? If you get in a car and you have no destination and you're just driving and driving and driving around, you may stumble across something, but you also may just waste a lot of time and not end up anywhere. So you have to be really intentional about what it is that you want. And if it's anything that comes up that's not in line with what you want, then it's easier for you to get to your end goal because you're like, oh, no, thank you, but no, thank you. That's just like when you go into a store and you may really just be going into the store and you're like, okay, I just need some black ankle boots. You're not going to go into Foot Locker because they're probably not going to have any black ankle boots. 
you're not going to go into you're not going to go into anywhere that's not going to have what you want because you're very intentional about what you want. So it's going to be very easy for you to be like, oh, no, I don't need no Birkenstocks. I don't need no flats. I don't need any thigh high boots. I don't need any sandals. I don't need any slides. I'm just here for black leather ankle boots with a little heel. And that's really when you're intentional, you get to your end goal sooner and quicker and sometimes easier. But sometimes you still may have difficulties, but you have less difficulties because you're intentional about what it is that you want. So be intentional. Be intentional. A lot of times we may not always get what we want because sometimes we don't know what it is that we want. So be intentional. The next thing is be patient. Be patient. I'm saying this and I'm saying it to myself as I'm saying it to you. We have to be patient. I had to really wake up and realize this week, like, damn, I am so blessed and I am blessed with the things that I have prayed for at least three years ago. I pray for these things. And just now I have these things. So when you pray for something and you want something, you have to really want it because you may not get it the next day. You may not get it in the next month. You may not get it in the next year. Legit, I probably prayed for these things three years ago. I know that I have just looking back three years ago, three years ago. And I'm just now getting the things that I pray for. But you have to really be intentional about the things that you want and the things that you pray for, the things that you manifest on, the things that you really say that you want, because you may not get them instant instantly. It may take you three years to get them. So if it takes you three years to get something, when you finally get it, are you still going to want it? Or are you going to be ready to jump on the next thing? And that's what I had to really stop and check myself. I'm like, damn, I pray for this. I got something and I received it. And I was ready to go on to the next thing. And then I had to take a step back. And I'm just like, damn, be okay with just being in the moment. Be okay with being satisfied with what you have right now because what you have now was once something that you really was praying for and working towards and really depending on. But if you're not patient and you're not intentional, when you finally do get what you want, you're not going to want it no more. So the th- you have to really think about what it is that you want. And then you also have to say to yourself, like, damn, I really do want this. But if it's going to take me three years to get it, am I still going to be OK with it? Am I still going to be grateful for it? And am I still going to want it just like I did to three years ago? You have to really be honest with yourself about these things and you have to be realistic. Like shit don't happen overnight. Shit does not happen overnight. And in the midst of you waiting for it, you may go through trials and tribulations, but you can't give up. You can't give up. And I'm telling you this because I'm getting things that I pray for. I've been praying and and maybe it wasn't. And you, this is another thing. You have to be really careful about the things that you speak. It's so much power in the tongue. I have been saying things and it was so crazy because it's one particular thing that I'm blessed with. I wasn't even praying over it like constantly. I was constantly saying it. I was constantly thinking it. It really was a desire of my heart, but I wasn't constantly saying it like, oh, I I wish that this or if I could just I just was saying it like that. But it wasn't even like I didn't put it on no vision board, but I was saying it. I really wanted it. I meant it. I meant that shit. And three years later, I got it. And I'm just like, damn, I have been praying for this. I have been praying for this. I have been going through things. I have been going through things. I have been homeless. I have been homeless. I didn't have a place to stay. That was my own. I had to depend on other people to allow me into their space. I had to depend on other people to give me the okay if I could stay here. I had to walk on eggshells 
because I didn't have a place of my own. And now I have a place of my own. And it's on my terms. And it's in a situation that's perfect for me. But in order for me to get here, I had to go through some shit. I had to go through things. I had to be humble. I had to swallow my pride. I had to think about the end goal. I had to just kind of, I had to kind of like say, fuck it. Like, fuck it. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. I had to have faith. So that's another thing. You have to have faith. You have to believe. You have to believe. And within you being patient, you have to believe like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Things are going to get better. You have to take every opportunity and everything that happens to you as a lesson. You have to really have faith that my faith is in the Lord. The Lord, the most high God, I know it is something greater than myself. And I know that he wants the best for me. He wants the best for me. And I know that everything that I have ever been through was preparing me for what I asked for. Even though I couldn't see it at the time, but I still have faith because I just knew that I, I just, I'm just like, damn, this can't, it can't be the end. This can't be it. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Also, my Janae, I, I can never say her last name, Janae Ioki, Janae Ioko on her shit. You got to keep going. You can't give up. And the last thing is when you get what it is that you finally have been wanting, you have to be appreciative of it. You have to be grateful for it because sometimes you can, because this is a process. Everything is a process. That's what I'm learning. Like everything is a process and everything is going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen. But in the meantime, in the midst, in the middle, you have to keep pushing forward and you have to prepare. So it's all like an assembly line and you starting all the way over to the left. And it's like, instead of you comparing, you have to prepare. And then within you preparing, you have to be patient. And within you being patient, you have to have faith. And within you having faith, you have to be grateful because when you finally get what you've been, when you finally get to what you've been being so patient and you've been preparing for, sometimes you can get lost in the sauce and you like, damn, I want to do, I want to go to the next thing. I'm ready for the next goal. Sometimes you got to stop and you just have to be okay with being in that moment. And literally and for real live in the moment. And it's okay for you to I'm looking for the word, that's why I'm being a little silent. I'm looking for the word or I'm looking for the phrase. To reap what you sow. It's okay to reap what you sow. It's okay to you know how they say, like, oh, you made that bed, now you gotta lay in it. Let me lay in my bed. <laughs> Let me lay in my bed. Let me eat the fruits of my labor. If we're constantly going and going and going, when we finally do get to where we want to be, you're not ever going to be satisfied because you're going to feel like, okay, I need to go to the next thing. I need to make the next go. I need to accomplish the next thing. No, this is the part where you stop. Not to say you got to be lazy, but really enjoy, enjoy all of that time that you've been preparing. Enjoy all of that time that you've been being patient. Enjoy all of that time that you've been having faith. Enjoy that. You deserve that. Didn't I just tell y'all that it took me three years to get to something that I wanted? Three years? And it really took my aunt, me and her talking, it really took her to make me realize like, you have been in different situations and you finally got to here. Like, be rooted for a minute. Be okay with where you are for a minute. Lay in, lay in the bed that you've made. Eat the fruits of your labor. 
Enjoy what you've been doing. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. So, I just want to inspire everybody to not compare your stories to other people's stories because there's so much behind the scenes that's going on that we really don't even have time to be looking or worried about what nobody else doing because there's other things that you could be doing instead of comparing you need to be preparing whatever preparing looks like to you being intentional about what it is that you're doing and being clear and being specific on what you want doing the groundwork maybe you need to put in some footwork i didn't get really into the details but however preparing looks for you be intentional about what it is that you're doing have patience and still enjoy the process that's that's the main thing like enjoy the process if you keep going if you keep going you keep going you keep going you're never going to be in the same place you can't quit if you keep going you can't quit because you're when you stop that's when you quit and that time is going to go by anyway and i'm not saying i feel like It's a misconception of what it looks like for us to follow our dreams and our goals. I feel like at first I was thinking like, oh, I need to quit my job so I can just work full time on this dream that I got. That's unrealistic. For some people, it's unrealistic because everybody has bills to pay in some kind of form or fashion. Even if you a full time entrepreneur, you still gonna have to pay for your monthly um, website. You still need to don't don't go out and quit your job not until it has got to the point where you like okay the money that I'm working for in my business is surpassing the money that I'm making at my job and it's just you got to make it make sense but that's not the first step you have to prepare before you can just take off so you got to make it make sense but stop comparing yourself and start preparing yourself Stop comparing yourself and start preparing yourself. Prepare yourself for what you're intentionally focused on accomplishing. Being patient during the journey. Having faith during the journey. Remembering like, I got this shit. I'm the shit. The Lord is on my side. He not going to fail me. And when you be patient and you're having faith, A lot of people, everybody has their own thing that they're going through. Everybody, everybody's in their own world. Nobody owes us anything. Nobody owes us anything, but we owe ourselves everything. So sometimes you may feel alone and sometimes you may feel like you wish that people would have shown up in a better way for you, but It don't even make no sense wasting time on that wishing and your feelings about somebody else because you could be using that time to geek yourself up. Don't nobody owe you shit. And I'm saying this out of my own experience. I don't owe anybody anything. And nobody owes me anything. But I owe myself everything. So what somebody else can't do for me, I shouldn't be depending on that too much anyway because I should be giving myself everything that I need. So when anybody does give me something extra, it's a bonus. And if somebody else doesn't, then I'm just like, oh, well, I can't really be too mad because I wasn't really dependent on it. Or even if I was dependent on it, I'm not going to sit there and soak. I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make another way. So don't compare, but really prepare. Be intentional about it is that you want to do prepare in whatever way that you need to prepare to achieve those goals have patience and enjoy the process while you're in it and have patience and don't give up because nothing happens overnight nothing happens overnight and have faith you're gonna need something that's gonna keep you going because sometimes it is gonna get hard and you're gonna think like damn when is this shit gonna show up when is this shit gonna pop off when is it gonna turn around what's up Still have faith. Still keep going. Don't give up. Don't quit on yourself. Even if everybody else around you has given up on you, don't give up on you. 
Don't give up on you. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. If you don't, if you want to take away the main thing of this is do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. You can follow me at who is she, the podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me at Erin Juliana on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I have a weekly newsletter. I'm going to leave the link in the description below. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and comment. Let us know exactly what it is that you liked from it. Give us some feedback. If there's another epi- if there's something that you would like us to discuss on a future episode, let us know. And thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Who Is She podcast, an audio journal for the everyday woman that's just figuring it all out with the tools of self-love, vulnerability, spirituality, and really just community and learning from one another and sharing. There's so much power in sharing. So we're just here to highlight women who have shared things that have helped them to be better on purpose. That's just, that's the goal here, to help and share and help others be better on purpose. Like, that's just the main goal. I want to be better on purpose. I want to share the tools that have helped me to become better on purpose. And I definitely want to highlight and share the women who have helped me and inspired me and empowered me to be better on purpose. So the Who Is She spotlight of the day goes to Luna D. Lula. She created the ACT UP CIS movement where she just gives women encouragement and empowerment to act up. I was on Twitter the other day and it's a podcast host. Her name's Darian. And I follow her on Twitter and she said, like, I just want to be more extra. I want to be extra. I want to start being extra. And that really resonated with me because I feel like a lot of times I feel or I second guess, like, is this going to be too much? Is this going to make people uncomfortable? Am I doing too much? Am I doing the most? Yes, I want to give myself permission to always do the most, to always be extra and to continuously act up. Let's all come together and let's act up in ways of acting up, speaking up for ourselves, challenging people, asking people questions, setting boundaries, not letting shit slide, calling people out on their bullshit when it pertains to us not living our best lives. Act up. We is we give ourselves and we give each other permission to act up. We no longer have to sit back and conform to whatever roles society has tried to place on us. Like, those days are over. Fuck that. It's a wrap. <laughs> like, it's time to act up, sis. Be your best self. Be your best self in whatever space that it is. And as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Act up, sis. Act the fuck up. No boundaries, no excuses, no watering it down, no toning it down. Be exactly who you are. Let your authenticity lead the way. And what's for you is already on its way to you. Be extra. Do the most. Do the most. Act up, sis. So, I also want to talk about today's episode, which is the slowest way is the fastest way. The slowest way is the fastest way. So I used to have a roommate and his dad used to always tell him or he used to always refer back to his dad and always say like, you know, my dad used to always tell me the slowest way is the fastest way. And sometimes I kind of mix mix up the words and I say the slowest way is the quickest way. The slowest way is the fastest way. The slowest way is the quickest way. And it made me really, it made me realize that 
You have to take your time so you can be efficient, you can be accurate, and you can produce quality. You can produce quality. The goal is never to go somewhere fast, to go nowhere fast. The goal is always to get to where you're going with quality over quantity, with less errors, with the most polished version. You don't want to hurry up and turn something in and then the shit be, it looks horrible. So you have to redo it, take more time on it. And when you factor in all of that time that you spent on the second version, if you just would have did it the right way and put in the quality time the first time, you would have spent, you're going to spend less time than you were or than you are if you have to do it again. So the slowest way is always the fastest way. And I can resonate, I can relate to this. Um, I used to always be late. I used to always be late. And I'm just like, okay, let me take this shortcut. Let me go down this street. Let me go down this way. Let me hit this corner. Let me do this. And when you try to do things that like that, it just seems like those are the days when you're running late for work that you're going to get caught behind a train or it's going to be construction. The street is going to be cut off. The freeway is going to be backed up. So the streets that you're taking is going to be oversaturated with even more commuters. And you're going to be going down these streets and there's going to be so many stop signs that you're hitting. And it's just like the slowest way is sometimes the fastest way. And I read a study that was saying when you already late, just be late. Just be late. That's not to say that you just lollygagging and you slow poking. But the fact is you're already late. You can't change that. But if you try to rush and finesse and do all this extra stuff, it's not going to help you get there any faster. So let's be intentional and let's be intentional about what we're doing. And if what we are choosing to do is to produce quality, whether we're producing quality in our attitudes, whether we're producing quality in our content, or products that have to do with our job, personal passion products, or passion projects. Let's be very intentional. Be intentional, which means be specific on what it is that you want. If you specifically want something to come out faster, or you want it to come out in a more timely manner, then you need to be intentional on working, possibly working smarter and not harder. Work smarter and not harder, but don't just throw something together just to do whatever. And in the same sense, yes, finished is better than perfect, but you know it's a difference when you just slap some shit together and when you actually put effort in and you're like, okay, this is good enough effort. This is a good effort. But there's no traffic in your lane. There is no traffic in your lane. So you don't have to look to the left. You don't have to look to the right. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about roadblocks that's going to stop you. They may slow you down or they may detour your um what's the word I'm looking for? It may detour your route, but it's no traffic in your lane and what's for you is always going to be for you. So this specifically goes for, say you have an idea and the idea may not even have anything to do with somebody else's idea that you see that they've put out, but it makes you feel like, oh, I need to put a little bit of fire under my ass and I need to put out my project or I need to do what I'm doing. That has That doesn't even have anything to do with you. So you have to focus on what you're doing. The slowest way is the fastest way. So if you focus on you and you take your time to do things right, you're going to save time because at the end of it, you're not going to have to redo it again. If you do something right the first time, then you won't have to spend more time doing it again. So do it right the first time because the slowest way is the fastest way. Focus on you. Remember that there's no traffic in your lane. Be intentional about what you're doing. And most importantly, don't forget to act the fuck up. Let's not water ourselves down anymore. Let's not be a less a less lesser version of ourselves. Let's be our most authentic selves 
and take your time with it. Just think about when you're strolling through and you're walking up somewhere. You don't want to walk real fast. You want to kind of take your time walking through so everybody can get a glimpse, so everybody can see. Because the slowest way is the fastest way. Be intentional. Be efficient. Be accurate. Put quality over quantity. And remember that there's no traffic in your lane. This is about you. This is about your journey. And the goal is never to go nowhere fast. It's to get where you're supposed to be right on time. And you're always going to be there on time because there's no traffic in your lane. And the only person that can slow you down is you. So, remember that the slowest way is the fastest way. Be intentional. Be accurate. Be efficient. And act the fuck up, sis. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Who Is She podcast. Make sure that you subscribe, like, share, rate, comment, and act up. Who is she? Thank you for tuning in to the Who Is She podcast. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Brooke, who is a certified nutritionist and a wellness entrepreneur, and she is also the founder of Love Well Nutrition and the Love Well Project. So both of these are focused on improving the lives and the well-being of women through nutrition and healthcare. So Brooke, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to talk to you. Um, yeah, so Erin and I... We met at another wellness event, and it was something about her energy. I was just like, all right, I don't know who this girl is, but we need to hang out. I need to talk to her. Yes. <laughs> so I'm so happy that we got a chance to collaborate, and yeah. I'm really excited. So I know that health, um, not health, um, self-love and self-care is like a really big buzzword that's going on right now, mm-hmm. and I feel like it can not really be represented to the fullest as far as what it really is. And sometimes Mm -hmm. people associate it with just like pampering yourself and getting your nails done and, you know, going to the spa. So today I really wanted to focus on like what does self-love and self-care really look like and what are some tools that our listeners can take away to help love themselves and take care of themselves better. So the first question that I wanted to ask or I wanted to discuss is what does self-care look like to you? Well, um, the funny thing about self-care, and I, I know that it's trending and it's a buzzword right now because it makes a, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and also, I think that a lot of people began using self-care after reading Audre Lorde's quote um, that includes the phrase self-care. But what a lot of people don't know is that self-care is a term that was actually coined, I think, back in like the 1950s or 60s um, when doctors would say, hey, here's your prescription, you know, here's your diagnosis, and here's your list of self-care, the things that you can do to help me take care of you. Okay. So uh, initially, self-care was kind of like this thing that was like, these are the things that I'm going to do to take care of myself in addition to what my doctor does. Okay. Um, but fast forward to today, and self-care has taken on, taken on an entire new meaning, um, you know, and with the commercialization of self-care, it has been kind of transformed into uh, this, like, sparkly, shiny, like, uh, luxury experience. Yeah. And to me, some of that, yes, is self-care, but self-care to me is whatever you need to do, practicing whatever you need to do to make yourself whole. And when I say whole, I mean whole from the inside out that your mind, your body, your spirit is in alignment and also that you are physically taking care of, uh, you know, your health. Um, and that includes the foods that you put in your body. Um, so for me, a day of self-care, if it, you know, ideally a day of perfect self-care would be waking up, doing my morning routine, which is a uh, you know, I start my day with devotionals and journaling, and then I have my hot water and lemon, and then, you know, I just move through the day being intentional about everything that I do. With every decision I make, like, does that decision serve me? So that's self-care, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 
So you talked a little bit about um, being intentional about everything that you do. Mm-hmm. How important is it to implement healthy habits and how do you actually stick to those healthy habits? Like, okay, I need to get up and do my devotional. I need to drink my hot lemon water. How much of it is planning and how much of it is just straight discipline? It is a mixture of planning and discipline. So I wasn't always like this, you know. Okay. So how did you how did you get to this? <laughs> I used to be like, you know, a crazy twenty something living in New York, like, you know, going to clubs, waking up the next day and, you know, having pasta for breakfast and that was good enough because mm-hmm. that's how my metabolism was set up back then. But um, you know, once I realized that okay, my body needs more and it needs a variety of things to be taken care of. Um and so I think it was, you know, kind of first I had to search and I had to find out what what works for me, for what you. things work for me, because, um, you know, a lot of people kind of just grab from what they see other people doing. They're like, I, I don't feel good because it's not working and it's for them, because it's not working for them, because it's not for them. Right. So first you have to sit down with yourself and kind of think like what makes me feel not just good in like the pleasurable kind of way, mm-hmm. but what makes me feel like centered what makes me feel calm when do I feel my healthiest and those are the things that you kind of begin to weave into your day and then once you figure out okay you have your list of things that you know work for you then you just figure out well when can I do these when do I have time and when can I you know, fit them into my schedule when can I fit them into my schedule or when can I make time for them in my right. schedule um, because I used to wake up at like eight nine o'clock mm-hmm. on days that I didn't have to work and now I wake up at seven o'clock every day every because day. I know that I need to be up at seven so that I can do my morning routine. Um, so to give like a like an example of what that would look like for somebody else, maybe if you uh, kind of want to begin to, to create some sort of self-care practice, the first thing to do, yes, is plan. So decide here are the things that I want to do. So maybe for you, right, you'd be like, okay, I need to write more. Right. Um, And then I'd also like to move my body in some sort of way. Um, And then I want to be, you know, more aware of what I'm putting in my body. You see how these are more broad than like, I need to write in my journal about my gratitude. (laughs) And I need to go to hot yoga three times a week. Because that's where I get off track. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do three times a week. I'm going to do this and this and this. And I'm just like, okay, it didn't work out like that. So I feel like I get a little bit distraught. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, that's, what, that's the thing. You have to kind of like start in a broad sense mm-hmm. with that just like, you know, not rather than collecting from what other people do, start in a broad sense from the things that you know make you feel good. Then choose those things every day. So for me... I like to move my body a few times a week. There are several ways that I like to do that. For me, that's yoga, that's spin, Mm -hmm. that's a toning class. For somebody else, that might be hiking, it might be walking, it might be swimming. Mm -hmm. Figuring out how to make time for that and doing those things daily. Um, Yeah, and then eventually it kind of, honestly, once you are doing things that are in tune with your body and you are creating the discipline to schedule them um, daily, weekly, It'll just become a cycle and right. a lifestyle. Okay. Just a, a lifestyle and not just so much. Okay, so that's a to-do I, list. A to-do list. Mm-hmm. So talking about nutrition, a lot of times people say like, oh, I need to get into this diet. I need to change. And then I, like some, even some of my friends or people I know, and I'm like, hey, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Just take it easy and implement small things instead of like trying to do a big diet because you kind of kind of fall off. Mm-hmm. So talk about... Um, Food choices and how food and the type of food that you eat, it affects you physically and it affects you mentally. Right. So if you think about this, right, any new thing that you want to do, you can't just jump up and do it. Right. And deciding to change the way that you eat or changing your lifestyle and your relationship with food is also not something that you can just do overnight. Overnight. If somebody's hired you for a new job and you didn't know how to do the task, you're not going to walk in and be like, all right, I got I it. got this. You're like, okay. I got all the steps. It's like, no, I got to figure this out step by step. Um, so I think that, oh, damn it, I forgot the question. No. <laughs> <laughs> how does... Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> how does food um, have an effect on how you feel physically and mm-hmm. mentally? Okay. So one conclusion that I like to draw all the time, and it's um, that 
80% of your immune system is located in your gut, okay. in your digestive system. Your immune system is directly connected to the amount of inflammation that you have in your body. Mm-hmm. And people who have high amounts of inflammation in their body often deal with depression or anxiety. So what is inflammation? So inflammation is literally when the parts of your body are inflamed, irritated, agitated. Mm -hmm. Um, If you think about, you know, as a very simple idea of inflammation is like if you stub your toe on the bed, all your blood is going to rush to that area. It's going to become inflamed. It's throbbing. So think of that on an internal level. Okay? Um, And so the idea is that we want to always work to have our body, you know, uh, not be inflamed. So the idea is that we take antioxidants, which are, an, are anti-inflammatory. Um, we, you know, do things like adaptogens, like your turmeric and your ashwagandha, because these mm-hmm. are things that are going to help to bring your inflammation down. That are going to help to heal your gut okay. and ultimately help you feel better. Um, I can say from personal experience, when I was not watching what I was putting in my body, when I was not watching my diet. I had a lot of anxiety. And okay. it's not just like coffee and like chocolate and things that have caffeine. Um, you know, it was having too much fried foods, having, you know, too many of the things that my body doesn't like, like uh, uh, like dairy. Mm-hmm. You know, this was causing inflammation for me. This I was anxious all the time. Changed my diet. My anxiety lo- level it lowered. lowered. Um, I feel better. My skin is not like I used to have acne don't have acne anymore you know uh so those choices so that's just like from a gut health perspective but then also just stepping outside of like the i guess like gut idea moving into just how you feel about food in general when you are putting things in your body that make you feel good it increases your self-esteem and your confidence because you know that you're making good choices right you don't eat a pizza and then like be like, damn, I probably shouldn't have eaten that because I have like a gluten allergy. Yeah. Now I'm not going to feel well. Now tomorrow, how am I going to feel when I wake up and have to go to work? And it's like simple choices like that that you carry. You know, you create like this guilt. So if you create like a better relationship with the foods that you're putting in your body, you make these decisions first, you know, rather than I always tell my clients, don't say I don't say I can't say I don't. I you don't. begin making these choices of I don't eat that. I, I don't. don't put that in my body. I don't. Because I know better. And it's not that you have to be extremely strict. But sometimes you know? I do eat things, and right after I eat it, I phys- not even physically, but in my brain, I'm like, I feel bad. Like, I shouldn't have ate that. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, I shouldn't have eaten that. And yeah. it doesn't make me feel good. So I know. I know that feeling like, ooh, I shouldn't have ate that. It doesn't make me feel good. Yes, and that's the thing. It's like we're talking about doing things that make you feel good. It's not that you should feel... I never want somebody to feel guilty um, about what they're putting in their body, especially when you're thinking about like calorie counting and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in calorie counting. I don't count calories on any of my plans. But when I say feel like bad or not feel right or maybe feeling off balance, Mm -hmm. it's because intuitively... Your body, our minds are much more wise than we think they than we think they are, but than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Your body will tell you when something ain't right. There was a reason why when I saw those ice cream cones coming, <laughs> I would be like, "Oh, that looks so good," but I, I don't know how I feel about that. And this was before I even knew I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> you just knew you like mm, something about that. Something is not connecting. Like I think yeah, I'm a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the next thing that I was going to ask. Like, how does eating healthier and cleaner foods, how are you able to hear and listen to your intuition more? <laughs> well, more, more clearly. I'm no yogi, but, <laughs> um, you know, I honestly feel like when you are being intuitive about the things that you're putting in your body, you're just becoming more in tune with your spiritual being in general. Um you're removing distractions. Like f- for me, food, like, you know, foods that don't agree with my body can be a distraction for me. This is why, you know, if people um, want to feel lighter or want to feel more connected uh, to spiritual energy, they might go on a cleanse. Yeah. You know, 
for me right now, I'm on a cleanse. I'm um, day three in. No. So what is what does your cleanse consist of? Right now, I'm just on an alcohol and sugar cleanse. Okay, so no alcohol, no sugar. Yeah, and I'm doing that because it's like, okay, I just want to see how my body feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be more focused and you know, kind of be able to sit with myself in those moments when I would be like, hey, let me go watch Netflix and have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Let's see what I would do with that time and with if my I energy if I, if I wasn't. Wine. You know, let me see how I feel the next day. Do I have more energy when I wake up, you know? And, um, you know, it kind of just gives you the energy and, and, you know, what your body needs to kind of be able to connect to itself and connect to, um, I mean, any spiritual practice that you're going to do um you know and even if you're not there for all like the hippy dippy spiritual stuff it just gives you the it gives you it gives your body kind of like this time and space that it doesn't have when it's busy dealing with all of the all of the junk of uh processed and foods that are quote-unquote bad for you Mm -hmm. um you don't need to be like laying in your bed for 30 minutes after you ate something because, oh, I feel like I got the itis and like whatever. <laughs> if you just eat something that's good for you and then you could just get up and keep going on with your because life. Because it's going to give you that energy boost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the itis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's real. <laughs> so how often do you do cleanses? How often do you cleanse? Mm-hmm. For me, I do... I do cleanses. So for me, everything is about that big word in intuition, intuitive. I do everything intuitively. Um, and on average, I probably cleanse once a month. If I travel, I cleanse after every trip. It's like no doubt. That is one thing that um, helps me reset and to helps reset. me kind of just get my, my brain and my body back, back on, on track. track. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and then for my clients, I have uh, for my clients, I have three day and seven day cleanses. Okay. And I usually suggest to them, based on what their goals are, to maybe cleanse once a month or once every six weeks. Um, you know, your body. The thing about cleansing is that the things that you're putting in your body are not making your body detox. It's not making your body cleanse itself. Mm-hmm. Your body does that on its own. Naturally. Okay. Um, what these foods do and when you're when you're going on cleanses and these types of things, it just boosts the, boosts oh, the, the process. Oh, the process. And, okay. And helps your, it helps your body cleanse. Helps your body detox. Helps your body get rid of uh, anti, you know, things that are inflammatory. So. Okay. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your um, nutrition business and the tools that you give to your clients so things that they the just the tools so uh love well nutrition was um born (laughs) (laughs) after i found out i had a bunch of digestive issues i found out i was lactose intolerant i found out i had GERD which is gastroesophageal reflux disease which basically feels like really uh really bad heartburn all of the time Mm -hmm. um also, like my gut bacteria was a little bit off, so I found out all of these things and um, wanted to figure out how I can help better serve myself. And then, literally in the middle of that, um, I found out that my mom had colon cancer. So I'm like, okay, I want to dive deep into nutrition to figure out how we can help other, you know, help ourselves, help each other, become healthier, um, and also, you know, heal ourselves by way of food. Right. And um, so. Lovewell is based in self-care. It's self-care-based nutrition. Um, The reason I call it self-care-based nutrition is because, like I said, we don't count calories. That's right. And the focus for all of the plans are to get your body, your mind, everything back to square one. How it how, how it feels when you feel balanced when you feel centered okay. so a lot of my clients come, that come come to me have um existing health issues so i have clients who have um ibs i have clients who have uh hypothyroidism hyperthyroidism um i have clients who have um renal disease which is like uh kidney uh okay. issues so and majority women so these women come to me and they're looking for, okay, I have all these pills. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out how I can take less or maybe none of these 
and I want to figure out how to take care of myself with my diet. Because the thing about a lot of the diseases that we have nowadays, they are food diseases. And if you have a disease that was caused by food, it can be healed. It by can be food. healed by food okay. or by changing the types of food that you're, that eating. you're eating. So uh, what I offer is just like a, a variety of plans. I have three, four different plan types um, that I offer ranging from seven days to 21 days. And then I also do nutrition counseling that will go from like, you know, uh, if you want to do week to week or month to month, that kind of thing. But the base of it all is let's figure out what we need to do to heal your gut, right? improve your overall energy, and then get your body to like working the way that it needs to to heal itself. To heal it because that's the you like you were saying earlier, the body does heal itself. Yes. But the type of foods that we eat could Are either combating. help. Right. It could either help the process speed up the, a little bit or hurt it. Hurt the process. Okay. Right. And so, for example, I have a client who was dealing with uh, hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. Hypothyroidism is the one that, um, you know, it's, it deals with your adrenal system. And uh, this, you know, can make people like more tired and um, heavier, unable to like lose weight, those types mm-hmm. of things. Um, we got her in, we got her on a plan. She has lost 15 pounds. That's good. Um, this was within three weeks. Lost 15 pounds within three weeks hasn't had to take her medicine as much as she used to. She's on a higher dose of medicine, was able to get on a lower dose of mm-hmm. medicine. And her the, the most important things to me that she has said to me is, number one, I can eat and my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. I can That's eat something amazing. and my stomach doesn't hurt. And number two, I have more energy than I've ever had. And, and that's just based off eating the right kind of food. Yes. And then her favorite plus is like, and my skin is popping. And I'm like, yes, girl. That, <laughs> yes. <laughs> your skin. That's one of the main things. Like when I, my, like you said, your intuition and your body will tell you. And when I don't eat something that agrees with me, I'm like, ooh, my skin's not as mm-hmm. popping as it usually is. Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like sugar. Mm-hmm. Is what sugar i'm like oh i just need a little i got a little sweet tooth and then the next day i wake up like wait a minute what happened yeah so food is food is powerful it's magical it's really really important when it comes to loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. so what are three things for all of our listeners today that they can implement into their daily routines to help them improve their lifestyles and their health when it comes to the type of foods that they eat okay so Number one, if you are not taking a probiotic, take a probiotic. Okay, so explain, because I'm not taking a probiotic. So what exactly is a probiotic? Okay, so a probiotic is a, it comes in, you can get it in pill form um, or you could get it in powder form. But basically it's the good bacteria. It's the bacteria that your gut needs to kind of uh, function properly. Mm -hmm. And it's not only going to help your body... um, you know, it's going to overall improve your gut health and then get things going the way that they're supposed to be. Because sometimes we might not have enough good bacteria okay. or we might have an overgrowth of good. It just kind of regulates the bacteria in your gut. Okay. And in doing that, you're improving your digestive system. You're going to naturally just see like a change. Uh, you know, for me, I saw a change in, in my skin. I saw a change mm-hmm. in my appetite. Okay. I saw a change in the way my body was able to process, you know, foods I was eating. I yeah. really need to get into that because sometimes I can tell, well, I don't go as regularly as I yeah. should. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can tell. Sometimes I have to like, okay, how many days? Mm-hmm. And that has just like always been something that I mm-hmm. had to really keep account of. But I always just thought like, oh, I need to drink more water. But it could be that. It could be that. But then it's also try to mm-hmm. probiotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just because the pro- if you think of probiotics, I don't know. I just think of when I when I take my probiotic, I just think of them going to work. They're just like these tiny little microorganisms that just mm-hmm. like get in there and just like go to work, go to work and correct <laughs> everything. That's not. But also, when it comes to water, a lot of people who are two things, a lot of people who are like tired and think that they just like don't have energy, or yeah. a lot of people who don't use the bathroom, they're dehydrated. dehydrated. <laughs> if you if you haven't used the bathroom. Go and drink like 62 ounces of water. If you feel like you don't have enough energy, go drink some water and boost your your blood pressure. 
And there, it's the, there are simple things that we can do to make a big difference, but we sometimes don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. So probiotics. Number is one, one is a probiotic. Uh, number two, uh, I would say if you can figure out, go and ask your mama, what is your blood type? Okay, because blood type. I am, yes, because I am a huge believer in eat right for your type. Okay. Um, this is a book I read uh, years ago, and I was reminded of it by a good friend of mine, Kristen Olenek, that the ways that our bodies react to food and stressors, a lot of it has to do with the blood type we have because the blood type is directly connected to this type of internal constitution we have. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have O negative blood. That means I have more of a fiery, you know, in, inner institution, uh, mm-hmm. constitution. And um, that just means that, like, okay, I can eat more meat. And then my body doesn't really like these types of beans or, like, this type of thing. And I have, like, a lot of acids, so I have to be careful, which makes sense of why I had gastroesophageal reflux disease. Uh, So So it's all connected. Yes. So check out your blood type. um, And if you don't – you don't have to buy the book because at this point there's a website. You could just, like, uh, Google Eat Right for Your Type and take a look at – the types of foods that are good for your specific blood type. Um, and you'll probably find too, it's it's fun because to me it's kind of like a digestive horoscope. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> oh that's I have why this that blood happens. type. Right, you'll start connecting <laughs> dots immediately. So that is number two. And uh, finally, I would say absolutely hydrate. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. When I was younger, my dad used to always, every time I was sick, no matter what I had going on, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, Dad, my leg is swollen. I hit my knee. Drink some water. Drink some water. (laughs) What is wrong with this man? He always telling somebody to drink water. What did I have to do with it? But it has everything. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking, you know, drinking the right amount of water, obviously, it keeps your, all of your systems in your body going, but you are, your body is made up of water. Your brain needs water to function. Your digestive system needs water to function. Your skin is not going to be popping if you don't drink water. And for those of you who, because I've heard it, who have flat out said, I don't drink water, find a way. Find a way. Add some lemon in it. Add some cucumber. It is 2019. There are too many options for water drinking at this point. And another tip um, if you are looking at your favorite Instagrammer's hair and you're like, that girl's hair is popping and, oh, I can't figure out like why my hair maybe feels dry or I can't get it to grow the way I want it to. It's all started on the inside. Drink water. Drink it's water. water. <laughs> Drink water and watch your hair change. Yes. We plant, we're plants. So we have to like water yes. ourselves. Yes. You got to water yourself. <laughs> all right. So we always end every podcast with a question. Who is she? Okay. So, Brooke, who is she? Okay, so who am I? Well, I used to define myself by the titles and the labels that I'm connected to. So, when we start to say that, I was... Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the can... I think that was that candle. <laughs> okay, so, who is she? So, I used to define myself by the titles or labels that I was connected to. So, uh, sister, daughter, model, nutritionist. And when I was in doing that, I found that I was giving those words too much power in my life because I was trying to live up to maybe societies or my family or friends expectation of what those titles mean. Right. So while I do all of those things, at the core, I am love, I am faith, and I'm a woman who is constantly seeking internal, external, spiritual growth and looking to to connect with other women who are also on that same journey. That's me. (laughs) Who is she? That is she. So make sure that you follow Brooke. She is on Instagram. She has a website. So Brooke, let us know where we can follow you on Instagram and your websites and your handles. Okay, so you can find everything at Brooke Slade on Instagram. Um, That's Brooke with an E, Slade, S-L-A-D-E. 
Um, and there you can find my website, which is also brookslade.com. That's just my lifestyle blog. And you will also be able to connect with the Love Well Life, which is my Instagram for Love Well Nutrition. So yeah, I hope to see you all there. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share, and also follow Brooke because I learned so many like useful tips and tools and I'm just really excited. So make sure that you all comment and let us know what you thought of our conversation.